This episode of Fun Employment Radio is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com slash funemployment and use offer code FUNEMPLOYMENT. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. It's one of those things where like 10 year old Greg's uh-huh. mind would be blown by the fact that the guy in UHF who cuts his finger off was asking to find me to meet me. That was pretty that, neat. That is insane. I do have to say, he did remember your name because I saw him first. He and did. he was like, oh, and is Greg around here? I would like to meet Greg. I know. And then once you told me that, I'm like, oh my God, I got to go find Emo Phillips right now. I have to go you meet him. You should have seen like the panic slash excitement in Greg's eyes. Like, really? Where did he go? Where did he go? I'm like, I don't, Emo I don't Phillips know, dude. knows my name. He's asking, to, he's asking to meet me. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I did kind of I did kind of geek out there. That's okay. It. It's, it happens. Some things are worth it. It was worth it. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dylan, thank you everyone for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do. So, of course, we are live here out of Portland, Oregon, five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then always available via podcast. Of course. So you can, uh, you can of course, listen to us there and uh, find us on iTunes and all of the places that podcasts are found. We have a big show today. We do. We have a lot of stuff going on. We have a lot of stuff today. Um, first off, what we were referencing at the beginning of the show was Bridgetown Comedy Festival, which we'll be doing a recap of that. And I will say, Sarah and I, it's, it is it is a long weekend when Bridgetown mm. Comedy Festival comes. I'm, st- I'm st- kind of starting to feel less like a shell of myself, although I'm still very, very tired. Right. Yeah. It's just kind of a nonstop go, go, go thing. Mm-hmm. And the best way I could describe it for people was that uh, Bridgetown Comedy Festival for us is like Christmas is for retailers. Oh, yeah. That's what you said last time. That's totally true. Yeah. That nails it. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and it's combined with a whole <laughs> bunch of fun, too. So yeah. it is it is just awesome. So uh, we'll be we'll be giving our recap of that. We also, uh, coming up on the show today, we'll be playing an interview we had with Rob Gleason and Meryl. Hathaway. Who Rob Gleason happened to be actually in town for Bridgetown. <laughs> yep, and we have a story about that too. Mm-hmm. So uh, Rob and Merrill, we actually recorded the interview uh, last week, so we'll go full disclosure on that one mm-hmm. um, because we have to talk about Rob this weekend. And uh, they have a new show that's going to be premiering on Fox tomorrow called Riot, and we'll uh, we'll talk all about that and get let you guys uh, know all the information on that. Two very funny comedians that will be playing that interview in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, another point of business? Yes. We'll be talking about Bridgetown, but Sarah, the Fun Employment Radio Comedy Showcase is coming up very quickly. Oh my goodness, Greg. It's very on quickly. May 21st. May 21st. Uh, that's Wednesday, May 21st, and that's going to be at the Secret Society. You can get your tickets now at funemploymentradio.com. You can click on the link right there, and actually there'll be four comedians that were at Bridgetown. Mm. Uh, Curtis Cook, Bree Pruitt, Noriko Ott, and Tim Hammer. All there. They were at uh, Bridgetown, and they're going to be there for the Fun Employment Radio Comedy Showcase. We want to see everybody everybody possible that can come out. Yes, if you can, we'd really appreciate it. You know, there's a good, like, week and a half buffer between Bridgetown ending and then this. You'll be so ready for comedy again. You'll be chomping at the bit. So um, you should totally come and hang out with us. Definitely. So get your tickets at funemploymentradio.com. Click on that link and uh, and pick up your tickets now. Yeah. Now. Well, no. speaking of now, we do have something else new that we were going to put on the show today, correct? We do. A brand new segment. And then a super secret guest we're going to bring on after yeah, okay, this. Okay, I know, I know. There's so much that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have a brand new segment that we're going to premiere maybe right now here on Fun Employment Radio. So, of course, you know Sarah and I here from Fun Employment Radio, and in the past, part of the Rick Emerson show, mm-hmm. where one of our fantastic friends, Mr. Tim Riley, 
was a part of. Newsman and extraordinaire. Newsman extraordinaire. Tim Riley has a uh, brand new thing that he's doing daily, which is kind of a news update in the style that only Tim Riley can do. Yes. There is no equal to <laughs> Tim Riley ever. There's nobody that can even come close to the style that Tim does news in. No. And I, I realize this, you know, I worked closely with Tim for eight years. I have never met anyone like him ever. No. Ever. There isn't. And uh, what's going to be happening is we are the exclusive podcast that he's going to be playing his his uh, news update on. Yes, so, so he does a, a daily news uh, update. It's uh, Tim Riley News and Commentary. And he has a new one that he released this morning. And so I believe that we were going to play that. Do we want to play it now? I think I we think should we just should go ahead play and play it now. it now. This is the new segment, Tim Riley News and Commentary on Fun Employment Radio. Dark-um. Stand by for action. This is the news with Tim Riley. Greetings. Hello. Welcome to Monday. And a big hello to our friends listening for the first time on Fun Employment Radio. A big thanks to Sarah and Greg for allowing us to visit with you to bring you the important events of the day. Not heard on terrestrial radio, so here's what's important for you to know today. Get ready for the future. The Washington Post is reporting that China, that's the country with all the money in the world right now, they're planning an underwater train from China to the U.S. That's right, it's underwater. They propose China, Russia, Canada, American line would have some 8,000 miles of tunnels. That's 1,800 miles longer than the Trans-Siberian Railroad. The tunnel that the Chinese will dig themselves beneath the ICCs would be four times the length of the English Channel. The train would travel from Beijing to Alaska. Should you ever desire to make such a trip? Hear that, Sarah Palin? A 62-year-old Florida woman tried to have a home she didn't own demolished because she didn't like the people who lived there. And Moretta Foch is charged with felony property damage after she called a land-clearing company and told them to destroy a mobile home. Well, the company started bulldozing the home on Dusty Road in St. John's County. But an hour in, the neighbor alerted a property owner who raced to see her home in rubble. Well, she called deputies. Ms. Foch told deputies she didn't like the people who lived there, but said she was doing the county a favor by having that trailer demolished. Ms. Foch is being held for $25,000 in damages. London has more billionaires than any other city in the world, and Britain has more billionaires per head of population than any other country. This is a brand new survey. London is home to 72 of Britain's 104 sterling billionaires, well ahead of Moscow in second place with 48. New York's in third place with 43 billionaires. San Francisco in fourth place with 42. L.A. with 38. And Hong Kong in sixth place with 34. Britney Spears and Sin City are a match made in heaven. TMZ says she's close to extending her run with Caesars Palace for two years. And she'll continue her reign at Planet Hollywood's Access Theater till Christmas 2016. If she accepts the deal, the contract will be for four years and pay her $12 million. Caesars Palace told the British newspaper that Britney Spears is a great success. She's been filling out the place every night, enjoying it, and is in good health. Britney Spears is taking home $30 million for the first two years of her current Las Vegas deal. Thank you so much for listening today. The news is brought to you by OfficeBreakGifts.com. Catch you back here tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening to Fun Employment Radio. News around the clock. Who listens to radio? Only 150 million. 150 million people.
You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. There we go. That was Mr. Tim Riley. Oh, I love him so. News God extraordinaire. Yes, not a newsman. No, no, no. No. News God. News God. God amongst men. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Mr. Tim Riley, that was awesome. Well, my voice is still kind of gone from this weekend. It's a lot of talking. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does happen. <laughs> uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are now joined by our super secret guest for today, Mr. Aaron Duran. Oh, my God. It's amazing <laughs> that I'm here. <laughs> it is because we Following missed you last the news week. Zeus. I know News Zeus. News Zeus. News Zeus. That's hard to say. That is hard to say. News Zeus. News Zeus. Sounds like you're just kind of slurry. Yeah. (laughs) Drunk. A little bit like that. And possibly a little drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Aaron, hello. Hi. You were uh, not here last week, right? No, where was I? Oh, no, you got, well, is Bridgetown Week. Oh, yeah, Bridgetown Week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was at home crying for being abandoned. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> Weeping softly. Yeah, that's right. Yes, I'm sure. You missed us <laughs> that much. Weeping in my tears of shame and sadness. <laughs> and sadness. No, you were going to, didn't you go and see like a movie? You no, that was the week before where All I right. was uh, punished for not being on Fun Employment by watching Amazing Spider-Man 2. Okay, so it was oh. that wonderful, huh? Yeah, it was just <laughs> simply amazing. It was a fantastic film. <laughs> God. Just couldn't get enough. Just couldn't get enough of the most more plot holes than the room. Whoa! Yeah. Wow, that's really saying something. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a uh, it's it's a keeper. So I mean, is it as bad as the room? Like to where you well, think that no, I might no, enjoy it? No, no, it's not that kind of. It's bad. not even bad enjoyable. No, it's really not. I mean, Andrew Garfield <laughs> and Emma Stone are like have really great charisma together. I would just watch them talk for an hour and a half instead of like, oh, great, now he's going to be Spider-Man. Wow, and for you to say that, that that must mean it's pretty bad. Yeah, no, it's it's tedious as hell. All right. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen the first one anyway, so. I I really haven't either. They are literally interchangeable. Really? Yeah. Like, you know, every movie, like, you think maybe the hero or the main character has learned a lesson? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, everything he learned in the first Spider-Man, clearly he forgot because he does the same fucking thing in number two. (laughs) Oh, seriously? Apart from maybe a gender change, the same outcome. <laughs> In fact, Peter Parker is hell on the Stacy family. I'm just going to lay that out there. There's okay. only one of them left. Like, mom's it. So if it means Spider-Man 3, if he keeps a track record, that means Gwen Stacy's mom now has to be killed. Because, spoilers, dad died in the first one. Mm. And spoilers, Gwen Stacy died in this one. Uh oh. He's just going through this. Fa- he really clearly hates his family and does his <laughs> damnedest to make sure he puts them in positions where they die. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm confused. I, I feel like I have unlearned everything I've known about Spider Man. Yeah, I thought Peter funny. Parker was a good guy. Well, They're- no, he is, but it's just bad writing. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So that was why you missed it the week before. Yes. But now you're back here. I am back. Yes. Yeah. So yes, how was your indeed. weekend? Did you have a fun one? It was pretty fun. Um, Saturday was a whole lot of doing nothing, which oftentimes is quite wonderful. That is fantastic, mm. yeah. yeah. But yesterday was all gardening and uh, manly stuff. Oh, lots gardening, of... Gardening. Okay. Uh, change oil in my scooter. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. all greasy did the oil change. It was manly, though, up until the scooter part. Does that still make it manly? Can you change oil? Yeah. Can you, Greg? I, I can change oil. I know how to I can, I've I changed oil before. Yes. I've changed the oil Can you fix car. your uh, lawnmower? Well, yeah, I, I can, it works right now. It's working. <laughs> so he fixed it. So it doesn't need to be fixed so clearly. It requires a <laughs> stick in the clutch to make it work. But <laughs> that's fine. Wow, as long as you're making it work. That's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So there we go. Now I'm now I'm I feel manly. Well, yeah. I accomplished yeah. nothing yesterday. I laid uh, at home all day and did nothing and then I um, watched Game of Thrones and then I went back to bed. Mm-hmm. I feel I, I feel a little bit better today. That's a perfectly fine day. It was a glorious day. Man, think Game of Thrones last night. Yeah, I I liked it. Yeah. No, yeah. I, mm, no spoilers on that, though. No, but I, this is not a spoiler. 
But the thing that happens with Daenerys in this, mm. this is because confirmed that they are so going beyond the books. That scene with Daenerys in, in last night mm. is from like book five. Okay. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I, they're going to have to condense the hell out of the next two books. So right, anyway, so that's all. Going to put kind of put pieces yeah. where they may. Yeah, they're going. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. Well, that was Sunday, but then Saturday was yeah. knee deep in Saturday, Friday, Thursday. All Bridgetown all the time. Which we should do a little bit of a recap of some of that stuff. So at the beginning of the show, um, of course, we were talking about Emo Phillips, who was one of the headliners at Bridgetown Comedy Festival. I can't believe you didn't bring up UHF with him. You know, it was it was you so had surreal. the chance. <laughs> yeah, I know. I probably should have, but it was it was interesting. So we did the interview with Emo via phone last week, and then we were going to the Bridgetown after party where mm. Sarah. I was somewhere else, and Sarah ran into him. And then I came back, and Sarah's like, oh, yeah, I just met Emo Phillips. And he asked where you were. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, Emo Phillips remembers my name. And for, <laughs> he got totally spastic. Reason, he was like, oh, my God, where did is he, where did he go? Did flailing? I, well, he I don't flailing, know. Skittery. And then, he, and then I didn't know where Emo went because I talked to him, and then he left. And Greg's like, no, where did he go? I'm like, I don't I don't know. I don't have a honing device on him. I have no quest. idea where he went. <laughs> so, yeah, went on a quest to find him. But then, sure enough, he was standing out there. And um, – and yeah, it was it was kind of awesome to talk to him for just a second. You know, I mean, he's Emo Phillips. He right. does what Emo Phillips does. Yeah, and you know, kind of a different plane of existence. He had the exact same hair, like yeah. as a like little bob. Yeah, I saw the photos. It's, yeah. He just looks twenty years older. Yeah, does, and and for mm. some reason, like every picture that he wants to take, he would unbutton his like tweed jacket and mm-hmm. want to put it over your head. Yeah, so I have multiple pictures of me, and then with Greg with Emo hey, Phillips. That's, that's not where the phrase Emo came from, was it? No, I no, I don't think so. It couldn't have because, like, when you think of like emo girls or whatever, like they're not like okay. <laughs> yeah. I I think oh, it's just no. a coincidence. Okay, <laughs> I, I think wondering. that's because coincidence. I think emo is short for emotive. So if you're emotive and you're music, oh, I don't know. I don't think that's it. So no, I, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's. I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm pretty sure that's not okay. Well, regardless. Well, either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and then he, the picture that I took with him, he just, he, we did like 18 different pictures because he wasn't satisfied with each one of them. So, <laughs> so, but it's all him like staring at the back of my head and then me uh, uncomfortably looking off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was are, good. Had, like, mm-hmm. These were all pictures. his ideas. Like, yeah. he didn't want to take a straight picture. You should have, like, like gonna do. by like the 10th photo, you should have been like, oh, maybe because you're Mr. Butterfingers. You know? <laughs> 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 Bought of a Butterfingers reference. Just, I know. He did. Ah, you had the chance. I had the so chance. No, he did. He, he, I, I took about like six different pictures because uh-huh. Emo would look at the picture and he's like, oh, I don't like that one. Let's take another one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, and the great thing too was because um, other people were coming up and asking for pictures, he was talking about Fun Employment Radio. He was telling everybody that came up, he was like, oh no, they have a radio show, Fun Employment Radio. And <laughs> he was telling them all about it, which mm. was awesome. I'm like, Emo Phillips is telling our show. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> I'm not even shamelessly bringing it up. He's no, doing it. You're not. And he remembered you. Like, I'm, I could not make that up. Yeah. I yeah. know. It was very exciting. It was pretty cool. But, I mean, the entire festival was just awesome. I mean, so many different shows. And, you know, of course, we had our super show on Friday with uh, Baron Vaughn in here. You know, always <laughs> hilarious. W. Kamau Bell. W. Kamau Bell. Mike, Mike Kaplan. Kaplan and, and then, then Hari Kondabolu staying in the other room. Like, he didn't come on. But we've had him on before. Yes, so okay. we have, yeah. we have, and um, you know, and we hung out with Mike pretty much all weekend. Mm. Uh, pretty much, we saw most of his shows. It kind of feels like at this point. Yeah, I know. I was almost getting to the point. Of like, are we supportive or are we being creepy? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I know there's a fine line. I think that they like the support, so I'm just gonna go with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Mike's kind of fun to hang out with anyway. Mm. Um, it seemed like a drama-free show this time. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of drama, which is good. I mean, it's good. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think there was no Andy Dick. There was no Andy Dick moments. There was no awkwardness with your. No, everyone was like it seemed really calm because I remember like in previous years it's been a little manic. Like there's a lot of stuff going. It seemed like very controlled and very. Everyone was where they were supposed to be when right. they were supposed to be there. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So it was pretty good. Well, and speaking of uh, of Kamau, we ended up hanging out with Kamau a lot over the last couple of days. Which was uh, like I so I mean I didn't like fangirl about it on the air before we had him on. I'm a huge W Kamau Bell fan, fan and yeah. Greg knew this. And right. I was well, like, well, I mean we both are. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so we had him on on Friday and then ended up so one of the fun things in Bridgetown is that uh, since we're a sponsor we get to go to the after party things. And get to see all the comedians. Yes, mm-hmm. Greg? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we'll go there, like, after all of the... It's too late now if you weren't supposed to. I mean, <laughs> there's no point in covering it now. Know. Greg's like, shut the fuck up, son. <laughs> son of a bitch. So they don't start, basically, until... There's an open book sometimes. <laughs> yeah. They don't start but until... And then know, the orgy, right, Greg? Right? <laughs> oh, the crazy orgy. <laughs> but, uh, so, since it is an after party and everyone's performing all weekend, it doesn't start until super late, yeah, slash right. early in the morning. So, I mean, it starts about, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. So everyone's finally getting there and it's uh it was a lot of fun it was although uh Kamau did give sarah a new moniker which kind of stuck for most of the that weekend. was not funny he so, thought it was hilarious well because it was uh, so it was not. so we're all hanging out and and i actually wasn't there when this first happened so sarah was talking to Kamau, and then because i was hanging out with keelan who happens to be african-american right and so Keelan walked up. What happened at that point, Sarah? So Keelan walked up, and I'm just like, oh, hey, buddy. And, like, we're chatting, chewing the shit. And I'm like, oh, you know, this is Kamau. And Kamau just kind of looked at me, and he's like, you just met that guy, didn't you? And I'm like, no, this is my friend Keelan. <laughs> I've known him for, like, like over 10 years. He's like, you just kind of you, – you brought him over here just so you, it would look like you had black friends, didn't you? <laughs> I'm like, no, but, but we're friends. And, Keelan, and Kamau looked at Keelan, and he's like, Keelan, do you know this girl? And he's like, nope. <laughs> well done, Keelan. Oh my God. That was a smart play. Damn it. And it's funny because I walked up right when that was happening, and Keelan's like, hey, Greg. And we gave a high five, and I gave him a hug. <laughs> and I was up, like, buddy? I didn't see you give him a high five. <laughs> and so Keelan and I are hanging out, and, uh, and he looks at me, and he's like, Greg's cool with black people. What's your problem? You're like Portland's leading racist over here. And so... Yeah, and so that stuck, stuck. which is not funny. Portland's leading racist was what Kamau called Sarah. Oh, get your Photoshop ready. No. 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 The problem is is out of context. It's going to seem bad. And he he was joking. He was joking. it was hilarious because then all three of us just like dug into Sarah for the rest of the night. No, and then when we were hanging out the next night and Nathan Brannon was hanging out with us, he's like, oh, you got, this is another one of your fake black friends, right? I'm like, (laughs) you motherfucker. Well, it was hilarious. Like everything Sarah would say then would get turned into something racist like she asked him out what he was drinking she's like what are you drinking a gin and tonic and I was like I think she just said you're drinking gin and juice it's like what did you just say gin and juice to me God. <laughs> so just making shit up yeah was that was fun so to be piled on with all of that I'm just oh, everything I said it would be like completely misconstrued it was hilarious well at yeah. least you didn't start like listing off all your black friends I know I didn't <laughs> I did not no wait honest <laughs> I keep them all in a file. No, and they, Kamau actually brought that up, too. He's like, well, I'm glad you're not listing them off, because if you can count your black friends, that probably means you're a racist. <laughs> like, I, or you just live in Portland. <laughs> or you just live in yeah, Portland. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But uh, seriously, he was such a cool dude. It was a lot of fun to hang out with him. Oh, it was great. Yeah, and everyone was really nice. And Everybody. Just, yeah, because you get like this... You get super powered because by the time you get there, you know, everyone's all charged up because they've been working all night. And before you know it, it's like three or four in the morning. It's like, oh, God, it's really late. Yeah. (laughs) I should probably get going at this point. Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. And so, you know, we did some uh, we did do some interviews in the after party. So there was kind of like a like an extra room where there was the the um, that the alcohol and all that stuff. So it was a big room. And at one point, Kamau, like 
was laughing about something and just laid down on the ground. And so we all ended up like forming this circle in the back. And we were just all, all sitting, sitting on the like, ground. It looked like oh, cross legged. We we're all sitting cross legged. Right. Well, it looked like we were having some kind just, of a seance meeting or something like that. or a, Worshipping the fallen black man. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> no, no, we're, we're all just, just sitting there the drinking circle. like, yeah, fuck it. Let's sit down. There's no more chairs. Where was it at? Uh, uh, it was at Jupiter. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. The open. Yeah, and so yeah. there weren't any chairs, and so we were just like, fine. So we sat in the back of this room, just like all across, like, like I don't know, 12 people in a circle. Just all yep. just, just sitting there like hippies. Yep. Yeah. But having drinks. It was a lot Kept of fun. giving Kamal uh, uh, the uh, Fun Employment Radio koozies and making him take pictures with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we did that quite a bit. And then we also uh, got to have a couple interviews. We decided, like, you know, after a couple beers, we're like, we should start doing interviews with people. Yeah. Why not at 2 o'clock in the morning Smart. at the after party? So it was fun. We actually interviewed two funny comedians. We interviewed uh, first up Richard Bain, who's originally from Portland. He now lives in mm-hmm. L.A. Yep. And, and, and uh, then uh, Alex Falcone. Yes. So uh, we did those two interviews. I'm going to I'm gonna have to work on the audio for we're those. We're going to have to listen was, to those to see what they sounded like. A, they were pretty drunken. I'm not going to lie. Everybody was drinking. <laughs> and B, it was also really loud in there. So we'll see how they came through. And we might play those uh, here later on this week. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and go through that one. And then we were also supposed to do an interview with Rob Gleason, an additional interview on Saturday. So we're going to play an interview with him in a minute. That was recorded last week before we knew he was coming to Bridgetown. Mm-hmm. So we were also going to meet up with him at Bridgetown and do an interview on Saturday during the day at his hotel. And so Sarah and I went over to the hotel, and he was staying at one of the big ones here in town. Yeah. And we we got in, and we were supposed to meet him in the lobby, but it was just full of people. It was so packed. Completely and, packed. Yeah, and you know why, because we went there. And it was there was also, in addition to Bridgetown, oh, there was some yeah. kind of a... A uh, horror convention? The World Horror Convention, World Haunters Convention. Okay. They so, pick a city every year, and this year it was Portland. Because it was full of people who looked like they were going to a horror convention. Yeah. Lots of yeah. X-Files t-shirts, like lots of... like. <laughs> It, yeah. weird Lots makeup. of Hellraiser and makeup. And there weren't a lot of uh, cosplayers. There were just a lot of people who were like uh, carrying around a lot. Of, just seemed very serious about it. And giant lanyards. And well, it's like oh, sorry, you just yelled that one part there. It's like um, I've talked <laughs> about going to Oricon, where it's not like a regular like comic convention where you see like uh-huh. cosplayers and stuff. It's more focused on. It sounds so wanky on the craft of making the horror stories and movies. Okay. So you'll get a lot of a lot of professionals are at this. You probably saw a lot of people being very serious with like. I mean, they'll have like their horror T-shirts or, but like people carrying like briefcases and film reels and yeah, it was the a vendor area is more geared towards pros than than fans. If that okay. makes sense. Mm. All right, yeah, because yeah, I didn't quite understand what it was. I did see that it was quite expensive. to And go I to. did see a lot of yeah, people. It was a lot of money. Yeah, man. it was nuts. Two hundred bucks at the door. Well, it wow. seemed like everyone like that. Yeah, you bumped into. I could see bumping into each other. We're giving each other accolades. Like it seems like everyone's just like, yeah. oh, I liked your new project about this. So it seemed like they were all kind of yeah, in the industry. Yeah, at the horror thing every year they give away awards for short story and screenplay, okay. and oh. so it's a pretty big one. Yeah, there's another big one coming up, but it's designed for haunters, people like Dave Helfrey. And that's like a month away. Who's Dave Health? Baron Von Gulo. Oh, oh okay. gotcha. Right yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to be other big coming up. But yeah, this is more like a. So it's not like a Fangoria horror weekend where mm. like celebrities show up and you get like Robert England to sign your Nightmare on Elm Street. DVD. Yeah. This is more. Yeah, like a lot of pros go to this. Like I need to buy makeup supplies. Who do I go to? Or, or I need a new makeup vendor. Or gotcha, okay. I'm trying to okay. pitch my stories or whatever. That's the show. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot. A it lot still of was people. Probably cool. I wish I'd have gone, but I didn't have two hundred dollars. Well, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was madness. It was madness, and we're ch- trying to find a needle in a fucking haystack at this point because right, and he's trying to find us. <laughs> I need to so... find the one funny person. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. He's like a little small comedian. We're like, all right, he, we know he's. Thin and white, and he has brown hair. We're going to find him. Yeah, because we hadn't met him in person yeah. really yet. So yeah. so we were looking for each other, and it ended up being like a half hour into it, and 
I was trying to get through to his people, and then his people trying to get him. It just turned into kind of a kind of a well, kind of a, like a clusterfuck thing that was nobody's fault. We just missed each other. Finally, got a hold of each other like a half hour later after we had already left, and uh, he had been looking for us apparently the whole time too. Just completely missed each other. But um, but we did speak to him. We did. Last we were like week. ships crossing in the night. Mm-hmm. We're like okay, because because we had looked everywhere, and we're like, all right, yeah. we waited like. 25 minutes that's a decent amount of time yeah. yeah like maybe he forgot or like you know he was doing other press and he just you know different time zone whatever and it turns out he yeah. didn't forget it all we didn't forget it all we just we just missed each other was pretty much because i ended up talking to him later on that night too and just said hello. oh awesome yeah yeah a super nice guy i never really did cool. meet him but he was very nice when we interviewed him on the telephone yes he was <laughs> um so why don't we go ahead and maybe we should play that uh now and just uh, get this interview on here. So this, um, what we're going to play, so they have a show, it's called Riot, which is going to be premiering on Fox tomorrow. And Aaron, you were saying that this is already a show in, I think it's in the a, UK? I think it's a BBC show. Okay. Or it was a BBC game show. Okay. All right. Yeah, because it's premiering Tuesday, May 13th. You like, can, this is the American tomorrow. version of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah and it's uh, going to be at fox.com slash riot is where you can find it out. Steve Carell is one of the uh, executive producers of it. So it's um, and he's also going to be a guest on it this season. So it's yeah. just starting off like they have a whole bunch of huge guests like Steve Carell, Jason Alexander, D.L. Hughley, um, Tom Green, Cheryl Hines, Oscar Nunez, like and Mayim Bialik. I think we talked oh, about that in cool. this interview. We do talk about Blossom. It looks kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. It basically looks like whose line is it anyway mixed with Wipeout. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That's actually a good way to put that makes yeah. me want to see it. So even it's more. improv, but then the stage will shift and things will show up and. I'm a big improv wanker anyway, so nice. I was kind of jazzed to see it. Yeah, well, it seems like it's a pretty cool show. And so um, what they have is like they have their, their comedians that are there every week, like their house comedians, and then the special guests. So kind of like totally like who's lying in yeah, any way yeah. except for like people will come yep. on and guest. Yep, yeah. totally. So uh, Rob Gleason and Meryl Hathaway are who we spoke with, and they're two of the uh, house comedians. Of note, too, just so you know, Meryl Hathaway – Looks a lot like Minnie Driver, and she so much so that she did even a web series. She did a, a web series pretending to be Minnie Driver's uh, like long lost twin sister, called uh, what was it? Uh, Winnie. Yes, it was called <laughs> Winnie it Driver. Is, she does a spot on impression. Like when you're watching it, and we'll take a look at it during the does th- she, like. Does she still have that Minnie Driver long curly? Hair? She has the curly. Yeah. she has the laugh. Uh, she can nail the laugh. That it's was amazing. My, that was my high school. That. Yeah, that look killed me. Oh, yeah. I well, still have the weak spot for it. <laughs> well, and what I appreciate, too, of Meryl is, like, some people, you know, might get offended by that and, like, be like, no, yeah, I'm Aaron, nothing like her. She that's... completely embraces it. Uh, Isn't like, that trippy? Yeah. Daddy's going like... to have to watch that show. <laughs> 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 and it just got creepy. And a creeper. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, well. So, all right. It's what uncanny, though. Jeez. Yeah, it is uncanny. But she is a yeah, really Yeah, so, yes, cool that too. picture in the chat, and we'll post it on, we'll post pictures of both Robin and Meryl on uh, our website. Totally. However, but that that is her. Indeed. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and play the interview? Oh, and of note to you while you're listening to the interview, this was a phone interview. So they were both, I believe, in separate locations calling into a conference line, which then called into us. So there might be some like pauses and some different noise issues in the background. You can hear everybody, but just just to explain why it's like. Yeah. So if it sounds like there's a little bit of a lag, it's because we're all three calling from basically different time zones to one phone who is then pushing out all of our you know, taking in all of our phone calls at the same time. Right, yeah. It would, it would sound awkward if we were all in the same room together. Yeah. Like, it'd be like, oh, wow, they just didn't say anything for, like, two seconds mm-hmm. to each other. That sounds <laughs> weird. But no, it was a phone. But that is not the case. Phone conversation. Yeah. So, all right, let's go ahead and uh, play that, and then we'll come back after that with some more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. So, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, two of the cast members of Fox's new improv comedy series, Riot, which is going to be premiering on Tuesday, May 13th. We're joined by Rob Gleason and Meryl Hathaway. Hello. 
Hello. Hey. <laughs> so you guys, Riot. <laughs> so uh, Riot, you know, an improv comedy show. This uh, this seems like something that hasn't really been done a lot lately, and it was such a successful thing in the past. How did you guys get involved with this? Uh, you want to take this first, Rob? Go for it. Sure. Uh, I know they cast uh, a pretty wide net. I mean, L.A. has a huge comedy community, and I think they went to New York as well. Uh, but they really combed through like a lot of the big comedy theaters like UCB and Groundlings um, to find... Mm-hmm. A group of seven improvisers. Like I sort of came to the Groundlings program. I know Meryl, you were uh, out of UCB. Yeah, yeah, I was. So you guys so did. Yeah. They, they, yeah. yeah. So you guys did a lot of improv before. Um, yeah, it's uh, the way that I think it was approached. Where they, yeah, they really went through uh, like kind of a mass of people um, through in, throughout the whole community. So everybody within the improv world, as it seems to me anyway, I don't know about you, Rob, that I talked to a lot of people who went out for that uh, original audition, which was, um, it was very interesting and actually a really fun process because what they did is they gave us um, three pages of basically like these really crazy weird scenarios. Like I remember, Rob, do you remember the one where it was, um, oh, yeah. you're, afraid of, you're afraid of your hands? <laughs> I thought that was yeah. really funny. <laughs> Um, or, or yeah, it was like three pages yeah. of scenes, and you had to pick one and do it. And I think I picked, I'm pretty sure I can fly. And then you would go into the room, and for two minutes, you would just act out whatever scene you had picked. Oh. So, like, partner. so you got, yeah, so you just got paired with a random other improviser who was there, and you guys each picked these scenarios. And I remember I picked, uh, every time some the other guy says, and, I sneeze. Um, and I was very impressed with myself because I once booked a commercial purely off of the fact that I could do an incredible fake sneeze. So I was like, I'm going to nail this again. I'm going to nail it. Um, and yeah, you just go in with a camera and, uh, it's kind of like, all right, go. Uh, and you just play out the scenarios. And so we got to do, I think it was four scenes and then you leave. And so it was actually just a really fun, simple audition you couldn't really prepare for because it's obviously all improvised. And um, then from there, it went straight to, uh, you know, doing similar things for a big group of producers and casting people actually on a lot. So wow. it moved pretty quickly from, yeah, from when they they kind of, they saw all these people for this original um, audition. They must have watched, I mean, I don't even know how many hours of tape they must have watched. But, uh, but yeah, and then we got to go in and um, basically just play again. So... The process was really fun, you know? It was kind of going, it's not like you have, you know, lines you have to learn or, you know, preparing a character and that kind of thing. It really was just straight improv. So everybody just showed up smiling, going, all right, we're going to do this. Well, and um, we, I think everybody knew a person or two at the next audition, um, but, you know, they put us in completely separate, like, different groups since you never really knew what was going to happen, which is the great thing about improv. Well, and that's why I say, you know, this is why I have such respect for you guys because you're talking about how exciting and how how much fun that process was. <laughs> when to other people, it sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds terrifying to me. <laughs> but um, that is so fantastic that you guys <laughs> you guys enjoy it. Well, and one of the other things about about the show are, is it true? Is it a slanted stage? Is that what's happening? Oh yeah, that's oh what yeah. Signature slide set is uh, at a twenty two and a half degree angle. And what they do is they set the camera up at that same angle. So when the audience at home is watching it, they're going to see it as though 
um, it's it's a flat stage, and we're somehow doing a really cool Michael Jackson move. <laughs> but when when in fact we're actually uh, working, going uphill or downhill throughout these entire scenes, that have a lot of different physical elements that are thrown into it. So Rob and I had a couple scenes where we slammed into each other or, or tried to help yeah. each other up. Yeah, you eventually yeah. something in the game, something in the slide set. Uh, which I think happens twice an episode. I think we do one at the beginning and one at the end. It'll be like a yeah. short order kitchen or like an operating room. Eventually, like ketchup, something will get spilled and it becomes impossible to stand up. Um, so yeah. sort of, you sort of start balancing like like comedic instinct with survival instinct. Yeah, and we're up there for quite a while. So it definitely, as we progressed with the tapings of the show, I think we all got significantly better at it. At the same time, they were like, oh, they're getting better at it. Let's throw some more elements in there and make it harder. Right. Yeah. Um, it's also incredibly uh, exhausting. It's, I mean, it's like 22 degrees. Yeah. It's, it's really steep and you're like trying to have a normal, you know, it, if you're, if it's an operating room, you're trying to like conduct a normal scene and it's so, it'll be, it's so exhausting. You end that, that game and you're just like dripping sweat. I can't imagine what yeah, it'd be, yeah, yeah. trying to hold character during something like that. Yeah. While, while trying you're... to hold balance at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, and, oh, yeah. go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, uh, well, what I was going to say is I was noticing here too, uh, you guys have so many huge celebrity guests that are going to be on here. So is it like one guest per episode or how does that work? We had um, two guests per episode and then the four out of the seven of us cast members were in each episode. So we kind of rotated um, who was performing in each episode. And um, the, yeah, the celebrities were incredible and we were kept in the dark about it. So we didn't really know who was coming to each taping um, really until like right before or when they got there. So, I mean, some of these people are just people that, you know, we've all watched um, perform in incredible shows. And, you know, there were stand-ups, there were actors, um, some theater actors that also do, you know, then became comedians. And, I, I mean, just people that I've watched in shows forever um, that we have so much respect for and who were all really un- unbelievably gracious and so funny and willing to play and, like, kind of put their necks out on the line and... That made it so exciting for us, too. I know Rob and I personally both had so much fun with each of the people that came. And, you know, they were always cool about, like, yeah, let's take a picture together. And, um, you know, talking about things in between the tapings. Like, they were very, very cool about being, you know, guests on the show and being excited to play with us, which was so fun. That's awesome. It was fun to see them get into it. Because a lot of the celebrities, you think that they're not going to want to, you know, some of these games are a little bit messy. Some of them are, like, you think that then maybe they're going to sit on the sidelines, but this, the more they would get into it, the more fun they would have. And I think some of them, like, I think Chris Kattan, like, called back the, the day after his taping and was like, yeah. His, his, yeah, his manager called and said, like, what a good time he had, and then he would love to come back. Um, wow. So that, that's yeah. really cool to see them have fun. Oh, that means you're doing something yeah, right then. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, and I mean, when, you know, when I'm sitting there on a couch making Jason Alexander laugh, I mean, I was like, I can just die right now because this is enough. Like, you made George laugh. Be okay. I made George laugh. <laughs> he was he was wonderful. Cheryl Hines was in that episode, and she was fantastic. I mean, 
just people that we have such respect for who did not disappoint. I mean, they were incredible. That's got to be a little bit surreal for, for you two, too. I mean, you know, obviously growing up as being fans of all these people. I mean, we all are fans of these people. I mean, I'm looking at the list. Yeah. Blossom was on this show with you guys. <laughs> like, everybody has been. Oh, my gosh. You guys, I geeked out on Maya and Fiala so hard. <laughs> and I told her I was geeking out on her. And what was great about Maya is that, you know, she's a brilliant woman. I mean, she is so smart. And I she's a she's PhD. Fantastic. Yeah, she's yeah. fantastic. She came to the rehearsal in a sweatshirt that had scientific words on it that I couldn't even pronounce. <laughs> like, just on her hoodie. On the hoodie. And I was like, okay. But I, you know, she was so cool. And she was a little apprehensive at first because she's like, this isn't what I do. I work with scripts. I've always worked with scripts. And oh, there was one moment where she was like, hold my hand. And I was like, I am holding Blossom's hand. And all I want to do is put on a hat and do a tap dance on a piano right now. That's all I want to do. You... And she was really cool about that, you know? And I, I think I even talked to her about whether the show was ever nominated for an Emmy. And she laughed at me. And I was like, I'm serious because it should have been. Like, <laughs> At that moment, you were Blossoms Six in real life. Wow! Oh my god, that was my dream. That was my dream. Dreams come true. Well, let's see. Right, uh, Tuesday, May thirteenth at uh, nine eight central on Fox. And how can people uh, follow you guys? You know, follow the show. I know it's at Riot on Fox, but where can they find out more about about Rob and Merrill? Yeah, you can okay. follow the show for sure, uh, and I think the show is on Facebook as well, uh, right on Fox. And then you can follow me, uh, Rob Gleason, R-O-B-G-L-E-E-S-O-N. Yeah, and I'm um, uh, my Twitter handle is at Meryl Hathaway, so like my name, M-E-R-Y-L-H-A-T-H-A-W-A-Y, and uh, my website is the same thing if anybody wants to go there and poke around. <laughs> <laughs> Meryl, and I do have to say, I spent this morning watching your uh, Winnie series, and it was spectacular. Yeah, you know, I'm wondering if that's going to come up at all because almost every set I'm on um, and anyone I talk to in the industry, they everybody comments that I look just like Minnie Driver. And, um, you know, it's been this thing in my head of, like, what do I do with that? And so Winnie <laughs> Driver uh, was Winnie, Winnie and Sister's story is my way of playing into that. So that's on Funny or Die if anybody cares to find it. Um, and it's so weird. Were you like, what the heck is this? No, it was it is. <laughs> It is uncanny how much you look and quite possibly also nail her laugh and her voice. It was it was pretty great. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> One of our improv games on the show was just Meryl doing Mini Driver. That was it. They would just give her, it's an entire sit, episode. Huh? It was five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Rob was just on Conan recently doing a stand-up set. Do you have a link to that, Rob? Awesome. Because you should send that out. Oh, too. man. I think that's out. Uh, I don't know what the link is. What if I did? What if I knew what the crazy YouTube URL was? Uh, <laughs> is it a underscore P? Yeah, uh, it's something like, yeah. <laughs> well, we will find well, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, we will find that. Well, robgleason.com, too. That's your website? Yeah. Perfect. We'll get links yeah. up to all of that, too. <laughs> all right, well, you guys, thank you so much for calling in and taking some time. I mean, this is uh, awesome. So excited for both of you and for the show, and we'll definitely be checking it out. Thank you, thanks, guys. guys. Have a great day. Bye, you thanks. Too. You, too. Bye. 
Hi, this is Harlan Williams, and you're listening to FunEmploymentRadio.com with me and my little baby owl, Timmy. Say hi, Timmy. (laughs) Not like that, ass. (laughs) That's better, Timmy. Now go catch a mouse, dumbass. That's so odd still. (laughs) I know. I kind of love that one, though. Me too. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Harlan Williams. Um, all right, so that was Rob Gleason and Meryl Hathaway. So Riot premiering on Fox. That was tomorrow. pretty cool. Tomorrow. Yeah, and I just found out if you Google image search Meryl Hathaway, it, it'll bring up all her photos and stuff, but on the bottom it says, did you mean Mini Driver? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> on the bottom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, they, they look uncannily alike. Yeah. It's very, very strange. It is. But somehow I think uh, Meryl's probably nicer. I would think so. I Mini- would- there yeah. are stories. Yeah, I've heard the stories. Yes, too, there are many stories of the mini of the mini driver maybe yeah. not being the many most mini stories. Many yes. many not nice. Perhaps stories. not the <laughs> nicest person. Yeah. Well, Meryl's awesome. Yes. Um, what also was and awesome? She's a more youthful mini driver. Anyway. Oh, that's true. Hey, <laughs> bam. <laughs> um, I don't know why I just bammed it, but uh, you know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, one of the other things though that uh, we forgot to bring up is uh, for Bridgetown Comedy Festival too was seeing a. It was kind of awesome to see our logo everywhere. That was pretty cool. We were in the uh, in the program and up on the uh, banners and all that stuff. That was kind we of awesome. Were, so we've you know we've been working with Bridgetown for a few years, but we've never actually been on the banner. So this was the first time we were super excited about it. Yeah, it was, it was cool. cool to see. Mm. And then um, also seeing one of our fine sponsors, who was like a big time sponsor of Bridgetown, was Squarespace. Mm-hmm. So of course you know we talk about Squarespace. It's where Sarah and I each have our personal sites, uh, gregnibbler.com and sarahxdillon.com. And we know many of you that listen have signed up to use their service, and you definitely should. It's so easy to create a fantastic looking website. Uh, Squarespace.com/slash/funemployment. Use the offer code funemployment to get ten percent off. But they even had their own stage. It was like a Squarespace yeah, stage. That was the one at Doug Fur, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And I was hoping that we would get to run into Monty, who is uh, our rep from Squarespace, but she was super busy too. I, I got a hold of her one time, and she was working some VIP thing, mm-hmm. and that was about it. Yeah. So I mean, because you like kind of cross paths with who you cross paths with. Yeah. Pass yeah. with. Well, there so you many go. different. Because there's venues. so many people. There was like, honestly, like 200 plus comedians there. Right. And then all of the volunteers and people who are getting the festival running. Yeah. I mean, that is a lot of people. And a whole bunch of different venues going on with shows happening all at the same time. So it's it's really hard to catch up with someone when you're there. But still, um, Squarespace did see them everywhere along along mm. with us. Squarespace.com slash fun employment. So use the code fun employment to get 10% off of your website. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Should we do a little world of crazy? Well, Greg, I think that's a wonderful idea. What do you think, Aaron? Should we do a little world of crazy? Yes. All right. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Give us your crazy world. It almost sounded like we were trying to layer like Greg's Squatch Watch thing. Squatch Watch. This is crazy. Well, one's based on facts, and one is just your world of crazy. This is really? <laughs> I was going to say this is yeah. like, no. No, no, you're right. You were, your first inclination <laughs> was correct, Sarah. You are right. No. Hello, my friends. My Hello, name is Sarah X. Dillon. Hi, Aaron. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up. Got some exciting news. Aaron, I, uh, when I saw this, I thought of you. I thought this might be something that... Oh, boy. If you had like $135 million, you might want to invest in it. Sure. All right, why Let's not? Let's see. Yeah. All right, to Brasov, Romania we go. Yes, the castle that inspired Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes, I would. I don't, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just assuming it is what I think it is. Yes, I would. Okay, carry on. The Bram <laughs> Castle 
is up for sale. Yeah, no, yes. I totally buy it. <laughs> so is that actually like Vlad the Impaler's castle? Well, let me tell you. So Bram Stoker never actually went inside the castle while writing the 18th century horror novel. However, it's the setting that he chose as the home of the mythical Count Dracula. Dracula, of course, was loosely based on Vlad the Impaler, who lived in the region during the 15th century and was infamously known for drinking the blood of his victims. Oh, yeah, he was a bad guy. Yeah. Vlad kind never... Kind of a badass, though, too. I mean, well, he, yeah. he won. Yeah. 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 Well, he never did actually live in this castle. However, it is said that he uh, was probably imprisoned there at a time for a few months. So he was yeah. actually inside of the castle at some point. Technically, every castle in that region was probably his because, you know, he ruled yeah. it. Yeah, he owned it all. But no, I would totally buy it. I know. I, and so there's. But then some... I want to move it here because I, I, something tells me Romania is a shithole. <laughs> no <laughs> offense to Romanian listeners, but <laughs> we've just lost the valuable Romanian market yeah. right God now. God damn it, Aaron. Why are you <laughs> ruining everything for I us? I actually have heard Romania is pretty beautiful. I don't know. No, I'm sure it's beautiful. I just, you no. know. Yeah. The Black Sea, anyway. That that yeah. sounds awesome. That's one of those places I want to go. Roma- I just know so little about Romania. I just picture it as something out of, like, Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's not what you think it is. Mm. I will say yeah, it was where Borat was filmed. Okay. No, yeah. Romania is where, I think, where's the torture where's the torture place on Game of Thrones? Where they cut off his uh, that guy's dong? Uh, well, he technically cuts it off at Winterfell. All right, but not in Winterfell. Like, where? The Grey Islands? The Iron Islands? The Iron Islands. No, I that's Romania like, looking no, like the Iron know, Islands. That's like Scotland. The Iron Islands are like the, the well, coastal parts Scotland. of Scotland. It like, was very lush. Not if you go to like the ugly like northern highlands where it's okay, all rock. Okay, I did not go to the ugly parts. That That's the Iron Islands. Nothing okay. grows. All right. So we've lost Romania and the ugly part of Scotland. <laughs> the rest of you are okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> well, the castle is currently owned by um, a couple named Dominic and Maria Magdalena. Uh, due to their advanced age... <laughs> the family said they feel like they can't run the property any longer. So uh, Mark Meyer, who is the lawyer for the estate, is uh, now telling people um, that he's doing interview was, the interviews with that uh, serious offers are being considered. He said if someone comes up with a reasonable offer, we will look at who they are, what they are proposing, and we'll seriously entertain the idea. That's an amazing accent, too. Uh, I know. Wasn't that is that your good? Romanian accent? Is that what that Sure. Was? I would sure. just turn into like this giant interactive like role-playing hotel. Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> with like, theme bars. Oh, what kind of... Like blood themed drinks? No, I would probably would you actually exploit the horrible history. Actually, you know what I would do? I would totally turn the entire thing into like a Universal Monsters theme, like hotel slash bar. That must be a bitch to get to, though. I mean, it's in the middle of, of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just up on a hill, like kind of surrounded yeah, by nothing. Yeah, that's the bummer. Yeah, but people would pay though. You, you'd have I think to people do, it. do go to it. They do because I almost did it many many years ago. Where they have the Dracula Halloween week, like you go out there for a week, and it ends with the giant party in this castle, oh. like costume party. Yeah, Kate, uh, Katie just posted a picture of the Romanian castle. It is so cool looking. Yeah. It kind of looks like the castle also from uh, the Last Unicorn. Yeah, for, you know, like, it's probably also falling apart and in horrible disrepair. And well, let me tell you this: uh, potential buyers need to be ready to make some 21st century updates. <laughs> the horrific castle. It says horrific. I think it's beautiful. The castle comes with 50. Get this: 57 rooms. Sure. Zero bathrooms. No yeah, bathrooms. Just, Zero just, bathrooms? No, because they had chamber pots. You just yeah, threw over the edge. Yeah. So, the, so at no point no, has anybody you know, fit that for, yep. for 21st century. So nobody has decided century. to put any plumbing in it. So it's yeah. 57 okay. rooms, no bathrooms. Hence, like I said, Romania, shithole. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I still so, want to go, though. Well, the price hasn't been named yet, but the home has previously been on the market for as much as $135 million. Currently, Eastern Europe's uh, biggest tourist destination sees about half a million tourists a year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No. So it's it's yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. Well, th- 
Yeah, if you're seeing a half a million tourists a year for 135 million, it's a lot of honey buckets mm-hmm. around yeah. that castle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so they're saying the family. The aim is to take uh, the whole thing a stage further. So I guess they do want it to still be a tourist attraction, but they want to reroute the road to make uh, the castle more accessible and the kind of place where people can stay for a few days well, at a time. I know for a while a guy like in a town near that castle, the guy that actually runs like the the Vlad Tepish bar or whatever, mm-hmm. he wanted to open Dracula Land. And he, he, he's like this eccentric millionaire or whatever, and he wanted to open a Dracula theme park in his town. It didn't go anywhere, but for a while, I'm like, I would totally go to Dracula why Land. Would, why not? Ride the fang! Uh, you know, it would just be, it would be so bad. Between that and Dollywood, Aaron, we'd be set for life oh, for man. theme parks. Oh. See, I don't know if I have awesome. much desire to go to Dollywood. I what, totally... What? what happens at Dollywood? What is well, it? it's a regular theme park. Like, it has all the regular, like, theme park rides and shit. Yeah. Okay. Plus, Dolly Parton is everywhere. Like, like, so it's just like Dolly. It's themed a Dolly Parton themed theme park. Yeah, it's more like a like a like an old timey country western. So they just play like working nine to five like all day. I'm oh, sure that shows up not? a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think I would go crazy li- uh, like working there. I like. I mean, Dolly Parton, fine and all. Got, got nothing against her, but I don't know if for 24 hours of working nine to five, I would be able to handle. <laughs> Apparently, it's a really good theme park. Yeah, I've yeah. heard nothing but good things. And about they have, like, and the concert hall is amazing. Because apparently like, she oversaw the design of the concert hall personally. Like acoustic okay. seating. Everything. And Lady knows how to sing. I mean, we know this. Well, we yeah. know She's that. She's a performer. We know that. She's a hell of a performer. Mm-hmm. But uh, do they have like like dolly items there? Are you just asking if they sell like boob cups? That's totally what you're asking. No, it's not, but I probably would have gotten to that point. They yeah. probably do. <laughs> yeah. I would think so. She's I mean, never she's she's, very comfortable she's fully with embraced the whole joke about it. And so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Aaron. Can you imagine like? Can you imagine like like the anti tunnel of love? It's like you go into it, it's like the tunnel of Jolene. <laughs> you just go down this tunnel of sadness and being cheated on and broken up. I don't get that reference. That would be like the sa- seriously. What's really? it from? You don't know the song. You don't Jolene? know Jolene? Oh, how does it go? Jolene, Jolene. Oh yeah, okay. It's no, only no, one of the it. most amazing songs yeah, ever. Yeah, it's oh depressing as hell. But that's what I meant. It's an amazing song songs. that I. I've never forgotten it. No, this is a fun fact that both Aaron and I discovered over this weekend. Did you know, um, and Aaron had posted this on my wall, and then I'd just seen this as well, that supposedly a new le- uh, new myth is coming out that Dolly Parton's breasts are covered in tattoos. Her arm, She has full sleeves, full and her sleeves. back is also covered she in tattoos. She has a full sleeve tattoo? You mm-hmm. never see her with short sleeve shirts. You never ever. see her arms. How it's been she, confirmed. But she like, always has low-cut stuff. Like, yeah, how but I mean, she's not but showing... If she's- she doesn't actually usually wear a lot of low-cut. I mean, because her breasts are so big, it seems like... That would she, be wears, default, she, yeah, she wears, yeah, she wears like the V cuts, and they kind of they scooch out. Uh huh. But they're but not. So low. she's got like bottom boob tattoos. Mm. Well, under or boob, around under the boob side. Tattoos. Apparently, she's only got a couple like a butterflies on her boobs, but her arms and the, her back are covered in tattoos. It's been confirmed now by two people, wow. like two reputable sources. Mm. Are that how? Like, and she's even s- said she says, you know, I do have things, but most people never see them. Weird. Mm-hmm. They're for her and for whoever is playing with her boobs at the time. Wow. Dolly yeah. Parton's underboob tattoos. They're not. Un- why are you saying underboob? I think well, they're on her boobs. If they're the top boob, I mean, you would see that. With well, they'd shirts. be like. They'd still be on her boobs. Well, yeah, yeah. but it's underboob. Oh no, there could be side. Underboob no, yeah, means side under boob too. your breast. You're right. right. Si- it could be side. By boob default, as well. no one sees the underboob unless you're. I mean, I guess not no one. You well, really somebody has. Get in on that. Somebody must have. Would you, Greg? Uh, Shut up! Yes, you would. Uh, of course, I don't he know. would. What is he talking about? Uh, I would want to see her tattoos. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? That would be. Are you saying that you would not play with Dolly Parton's boobs if she? Oh, that's absolutely not what I'm saying. No, okay, wait. What were you saying no to? Yeah, what were you? Th- yeah, that's what we were talking about. Oh, that's what oh, I was no, talking about. Greg too. was going even more darker place. 
Like where? You'd give, oh. her, you'd give her the the, the, no. nine, the nine to five. Home home no, home. I don't think so. Yes, you would. Yeah, uh, you would. I no. the story, dude. She's like Sarah Wood. She's like eighty years yeah. old. Oh, she's awesome. Well, so no, what? I'm not she's saying Dolly she's not Burton, awesome. She's a legend. I think a lot of people are awesome. It doesn't mean I necessarily want to, uh, you know. Yeah, but if the offer's there, well, hanky panky. It's a story. You always got to think about. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. you hump for love. Sometimes you hump out of lust. And sometimes, sometimes you hump because you need the story. Well, yep. we'll start with her underboob because tattoos. Because you don't want to be on your deathbed and thinking, God, I could have. We'll start with her underboob tattoos. We'll see where that leads us. <laughs> Just like how, you know, how you didn't say the Mr. Butterfingers thing or whatever to Emo Phillips. Yep. That might I, hum- yeah, but see, I didn't, I don't know if that would have been a good thing to do or not. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't want to piss him off in case it was wrong. <laughs> does he get pissed? I don't does, know. He does not look like an any way, shape, or form, you could uh, That's when you get know you've pissed off. Really no, he done something wrong. Oh when he's yeah, mad at yeah. Because he was See. just the most pleasant guy. He's like, oh what yes, like his, let's take a picture. Yeah, but what if, what if, if his that, voice like, changes? It all of a sudden he becomes like, hey asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, like, what if that's the one reference he hates hearing from people or for some reason? Got, no, and I highly no doubt that. No, it did not seem like that at all. This is my own self-conscious thing. I'm like, well, I don't right. want to be that guy. I want to. I want to be cool. Yes, you want to be. That ship has sailed. That's so so far gone. All right. Well, next up, out of Tokyo, Japanese men who are looking to drown their play, uh, drown their sorrows, excuse me, because of their hair loss, now have a place that they can go for a discounted rate. Yes, Tokyo is the first place that has a bar that is catering to sad bald men. <laughs> Isn't that all bars? Yeah. So no. So this bar in Tokyo is now offering a balding discount to customers who are having hair loss issues. And a sign outside of the pub states, hardworking fathers losing their hair due to job stress can drink for cheap. So anyone who enters the restaurant, which features a be bald, be proud sign as you walk in, can get the discount by, quote, showing their baldness to the server or bartender. The more bald customers that there are in a group, the greater the discount the party receives. Wow. So if you like get so if you're in Tokyo yeah. and you like get all of your bald buddies together, you guys are all what, in there. What prevents a dude from just like shaving his head? I don't know. I mean, and coming were, in and be like, oh, lo, woe is me. But do you really need a discount on drinks that bad? How big is the discount? Uh, it doesn't yeah, say how see, much the discount says. Uh, so the owner, uh, Yoshiko Toyodo, Toyota, yeah, but with a D, not a T. Uh, it says, baldness is a very delicate issue here in Japan, but in Hollywood there are a number of stars who completely ignore their hairless state and proudly carry on their work. So he's trying to foster that same American bald-loving spirit That's fine. in Japan. So I'm sure you don't see a lot of bald Japanese guys. No, because I guess there's the, the there's the shame, and so now this guy, which is awesome. Now, I don't know if he actually has hair or not. Well, it uh, hasn't said. See, but would they be uh, harassed against me because I have hair? Would I be, like, glared at? Maybe you have to pay more. Yeah, like, see, son, that's ridiculous. Yeah, they'd be like, don't come in here. Yeah, that'd like walk in and everybody would like glare at Go me. Go to the hair stooge mm-hmm. bar. Yeah. Get out of here, Harry. Harris. What do they call people with hair? Hair stute. Hair stute? Yeah. Hair, that, that's what yeah. it is. I think that's what it is, yeah. Hair stute. That, what, a person with hair is called a hair stute? When you're very hairy, I believe you are a hair stute person. <laughs> Where did you come up with that? The dictionary. Did you just make that up? I think that he might be smarter than you. No, that is not hair stute. Air stute. It's H E. Air stute. Air stute. We're gonna double check this. I have all of humanity's knowledge at my fingertips. I'm gonna. <laughs> get here. It's being noted, Greg, that you're tempting the bald gods right now. Knock on wood. <laughs> hair stute. All right. Well, I'll. S- yeah, hair we'll stute. H I R S U T. Adjective. Right. Hairy. Huh. All right. Well, fair enough. I did not know that. I did not know that. 
We learn something you know, new every day. As a Bigfoot day. person, you really should know these <laughs> things. Anything that covers hair. All right. Is that All why right. big, Bigfoots are ex- especially hair stute? Sure. All right. All right. Well, next up. <laughs> Got a story out of Great Britain. So apparently, there's been a new study that comes out uh, where they're analyzing the compounds in Britain's water supply. And it turns out that Britain, among every other country in the entire world, is the only place where you can find trace amounts of cocaine in the drinking water that they drink because Brits do, albeit so much cocaine. Wow. Isn't that bizarre? It's in the water? It's in their water. So uh, the metabolized form of cocaine is common in the samples of drinking water that they tested uh, inside of Great Britain. So uh, scientists say that although the compound is widespread at present levels, it isn't harmful. But uh, even though if the water is still safe to drink, some experts think of its presence as uh, indicative of a serious problem. How many, which cocaine are they doing? I don't know, I but they do how up. many people do you think have tried to use that when they failed a drug a drug test? It's in the water. No, it's not my fault, man. I had, had a big glass of water. I don't there. think they drug test in England. I don't think it's legal. Oh, really? I don't think so. Oh, well. No. Well, yeah, the study come, came out and said Britain has the highest level of cocaine use in Western Europe. Uh, it's also been getting cheaper and cheaper at the same time, and its use has been going up. So nearly 700,000 people aged 16 to 59 are estimated to take cocaine every year in Britain. So I don't really know exactly how it's all getting back it's because it's such water. a depressing country. That probably need, has to be. That's part of it. Yeah. Well, I know because cocaine's like really on the down in America, so mm-hmm. like they had to like market it somewhere else. Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently mm. it's cheap there. All right. And that's where it's all going. Bolivian marching powder. <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> I heard somebody call it that once. I, I cocaine's a hell of a drug, everyone. Hell of a drug. Um, all right. And now we're coming back to the Northwest. I'm just bouncing all around today. Yeah. It's all, all right. It's all the cocaine. It's, so we're going to... It's, it's all, oh, my God. It's, uh, it's so much cocaine. Um... So now we're back to the Pacific Northwest, and this is what's taking place in Seattle. Now, I didn't know that this was happening. I think I'd heard about it a few years ago, but I didn't realize it was still something that was happening. So apparently, this past week, the discovery of a human foot inside of a running shoe on the Seattle waterfront is the 15th such human foot that has been found along the Pacific Northwest coastline since 2007. Yeah, because there's all those ones in in Vancouver, on Mm -hmm. Vancouver Island, right? They kept having them wash up. Yeah. So I didn't know just, it was down in Seattle, though. This just happened last week. A human foot in a, in a white New Balance tennis shoe was found last week on the shores of Sentinel Park, just north of downtown in Seattle. Uh, the foot was turned over to King County Medical's office, uh, Medical Examiner's Office for further investigation. They released a photo of the shoe in New Balance Athletics set, uh, sneaker men's size 10 to 12 with the foot size 10 to 12 inside of it. Uh, I said yeah. the foot was... <laughs> so this is what's been... Ha- 15 feet in the past... Did they ever say how they're cut? Like, is it a sh- quick shear... Is it like a rip and tear? Yeah, that's a good question. I, uh, the mystery of the feet first gained a toe. Really? Wow. I didn't. I didn't write this. First gained a toehold in the public consciousness when oh. a young girl in Washington State found <sighs> a badly decomposed human foot in 2007 uh, on a beach in Jedediah Island in Canada's British Columbia province. So the foot that of a man was wearing a size 12 Adidas running shoe. So it looks like they're all running shoes, and they're all men. Weird. But they don't know where they're coming from, and people aren't, you know, saying, like, oh, that's my foot. And they're not finding, like, other They aren't finding other body parts. They're just finding... This... See, my brain totally goes to, like, this being, like, some Yakuza shit. Yeah. Because they're not finding the people. Right. So it's like, look, you you owed us 30 grand. That's Uh a foot. Well, you talk about it, we kill your family. There are a lot of Asian gangs in Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Could be. Could be Because they're the finger takers. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. Cut off the finger. Oh, finger. yeah. But the white That'd man, they probably take his foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want to take someone's fingers because you can't earn without fingers. Also. I allegedly know from things. That's. I think that's a good theory. Also, second leading theory, Sasquatch. It's what? Pacific Northwest. Sasquatch. Big foot. Doesn't like the feet. 
may, maybe sending a message mm-hmm. to people. Stop following me. And that's like size 10 to 12, so it's not the biggest foot that could be out there. So they're saying, yeah, your feet are small. You're and a smallie. Yeah, you're a well, small So they're already like feeling feet. bad about their small feet, so now they're like... No, big feet have good ones. They're sending yeah. a message to us. Yeah. Keep your small feet out of my wilderness. That's exactly it. Okay. That's it. It's like a threat. I think that's the leading theory right now. I think that just t- turned it into it. Okay. Yeah. It makes way more sense than gang activity. Yeah, Bigfoot's Big doing foot. it. I'll mm. ask this weekend in the McMinnville... Oh, yeah, because you're going to that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Ask about it. It's the conspiracy theorist. I want to know. Yeah. Yeah, Well, because there's going to be a speaker there whose his specialty is the UFO connection to Sasquatch. Okay, Dan, to clarify, oh, uh, I'm God, all over that nerds. guy. Aaron's going to the, it's the UFO festival. Yeah, the McMinnville. U- it's four days this year. Four days of UFO. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh. Yeah. No, there's a lot of people of like I mean I'm uh, this is an honest question like making like tin foil hats and like dressed as aliens and stuff. Yeah. Is it like some I picture it's like something out of Independence Day when they when the aliens have landed and they're all celebrating? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it really is. I mean, it sounds kooky as hell and it is kooky as hell. But just imagine like a really fun like country fair. But, okay. but it's aliens. All right. Like they do they do like the parade down downtown See, It sounds like it would be fun, but it could also sound like if you got stuck talking to the wrong person, it would be so overwhelming. Yes. So you it is like, a lot of fun, but mm-hmm. you have to know when to back out of conversations. Yeah. Oh. But the parade's pretty cool because like you'll see like the Shriners dressed up as Klingons. All right. So they still awesome. drive me in the little cars, but it's Klingons. Or that's that's with little badass. Hats yeah, with yeah, Klingons? Yeah, no, Klingons oh, okay. with in fezes and and everyone like every business does like their own float, but they're all sci fi and Martian themed. I so want to go to this. And it's, you know, all the food vendors come out and, like, they rename, like, Bratwurst. It's the, you know, the Pluto Dog. And oh, wow. There's all these, you know, That's space-themed awesome. beers. And then they bring in, like, quote, serious symposiums. And, like, Clyde's going to be there. George Norrie. Everyone knows Coast George Co- Norrie's going to be there? See, look at <laughs> His ticket's already sold out. He's oh, speaking Saturday man. night. Who's yep. George Norrie? He took over for Art Bell. After Coast Art. to Coast AM therapy. Greg uh, looks at that every day. <laughs> I know that because I was like asking him uh, earlier when we were working on something. I'm like, Greg, what do you like? He's like, I'm looking at my news stories. The most at Coast uh, to Coast AM. I'm like, are Syndicated you radio program in the history of radio programs, sir. Uh, kind of a big deal. George yeah. Norrie. Yeah, he's going to be here for it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Damn it. No, I'm sorry, Greg. Yeah, there's a big lineup of speakers this year. That's pretty badass. But then, they're, but there's they're doing this mini, they're doing this mini like film fe- mini video festival where you're going to vote on the best UFO footage videos and people make. Can their you own vote on like short. the Sasquatch videos too, or is yeah. it just UFO? If they films? have them, you and I should start a Sasquatch festival. We really should. Not like not the like mu- the, not the music, music one. one. Yeah, not the <laughs> no. douchey one. No, we'd have to have it something else. Hairfest. Hairfest. <laughs> Hair oh, well, Northwest. some Alex made a uh, George Nori joke in the pan. She's like, uh, I miss Art Bell. In the chat, excuse me. She said, I miss Art Bell. We call George Nori George Snorri because he's not as good. He's not. Well, yeah, Art Bell was pretty good. And George- he wasn't. There, I'm not going to say it. Uh, <laughs> I know what you were going to say. Yeah. yeah. Say it. When he's not killing his wife. Well, yeah. So oh. There we go. And, Art Bell. Marrying, and marrying underage girls in the Philippines and not coming back till they're legal. Yeah, well. <laughs> You know, we each have our own things <laughs> well, we're into. Whatever. Everyone, everyone has their own thing they're yeah. into. Shocking the man who runs a conspiracy theorist radio show is... Yeah. Uh, Makes uh, poor choices sometimes. His wife dies a Bonkers. month later. He moves to the Philippines. Doesn't move back <laughs> until the woman he's seeing is 18. But he runs a hell of a show. <laughs> yeah. God, that's just creepy all around. I remember when I was just drunkenly shouting that at the 24-hour pancake house. What about Art Bell? Yeah. A long time <laughs> you ago. were you were a guy going it off. It was at this is so weird. It was during of all things. It was during the fuck. It was during the bigger than Jesus DVD release party. Okay, I was hammered shockingly. <laughs> 
and Clyde and a few of us, I think Scott Daly, like, we all jumped in a cab and we had to eat. This was the day that the night, <laughs> whatever it was, I had like 25 bucks on me still after that after that release party. And I went, we went to the pancake house whatever, and I threw down the money and I said, bacon. <laughs> <laughs> she said, what else? I'm like, mm, bacon. <laughs> She's like, oh, sweetie, I'm going to give you a toast too. But I got like two bites of bacon and, and I stood on the booth because we were talking about radio and conspiracy. And I stood on the booth and we just began to drunkenly rant about Art Bell smothering his wife. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like Clyde and Rick are like, you shut up. I'm like, you fucking did it. They're like, okay, shut up. <laughs> it's one of my prouder moments. As <laughs> you have bacon bits all over your oh, face. Oh, it's a hideous oh. Art Bell is a madman. I'm reeking <laughs> of whiskey and gin and He's bacon. He's a monster. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it's a white <laughs> color. Give me more bacon. <laughs> Shit, someone just put on Queensryche on the stereo. Yes. Gotta sing along to that and then I'm gonna talk more about our bill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my mom is so proud. Oh. <laughs> this can all happen if you see me at the Big Men. You? There you go. So come and find... <laughs> bring bacon. Yeah. Come find Aaron and bring him bring some bacon. Bring this bacon, bacon and gin bacon, and make me happy. Bacon-fueled rage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. Wow, that kind of... Sorry, I didn't mean to That's great. That is totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that was it. That, my friends, is your world of crazy. (laughs) God, I would have paid American money to see you standing on top of a booth screaming about Hartfield. Probably. (laughs) But then again, if I had seen you doing it, I probably would have been there with you, and then I would have to be like, oh, no. You'd have been as hammered as me. That's true, but then I wouldn't know what you're doing. I'm like, oh, did he do it, Aaron? Because I don't know all the story of Art Bell. Yeah, but you'd have have egged me on. How did he kill she supposedly died of asthma problems. Okay. I think he smothered her with a pillow. <laughs> okay. Was is there any like proof that? Well, because he brought. I think this is. I think we're bordering <laughs> on litigious action here. Actually. Okay. Well, this is all conspiracy theories. It's yeah. a conspiracy theory <laughs> show. And this is all. Yeah. Exactly. We can have a conspiracy theory yeah. about a conspiracy theory. Because his wife was was Ramona, right? That was his first wife. Uh, yes, I believe. Because he used so. to talk about her all the time. Yeah. Until he didn't. Well, because then he got really big into ham radio and started talking to people in the Philippines, and all of a sudden, Ramona got really sick. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, well, no, she's dead, so she got really sick. Yeah, well, because yeah. right. his show was broadcast from his house, right? It was like his yeah. personal little bunker in that he Pahrump, had. in the kingdom yeah. of Nye. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, anything could have gone on out there. Yeah. Well, anything. Oh, see, people are even saying Aaron Duran's dinner theater, uh, Shockwave says this, that I would have paid American bacon to see that. <laughs> right. Well, maybe one day we'll set that you up. Guys, <laughs> you guys, Art Bell, Art Bell's a terror. Yeah, I maybe I'll do Back Fence PDX one day, and I'll just, I'll just tell that With story. Bacon. And eating bacon, Yeah, too. Yeah, while you do it. Let me tell you the story of the time that I <laughs> <laughs> convinced a, a, t- oh, a pancake El- house that, El- that Elton John, geez, that yeah. Art Bell killed his wife. Alex is saying they were in an RV in the middle of the desert and had an asthma attack conveniently. Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. I don't know. Now no. I am getting worried. He probably has lots of connections he to like does. weird people that will do whatever he wants. Probably. He's got like an army well, of weirdos. Well, then he came back. Yeah. Uh, he, like six months ago, he came back under Citadel Broadcasting. He broadcast for like a week, got into this huge on, like, on-air fight with the owner of Citadel about how he was being treated, and then he vanished again because it was a big deal that Nori was going to retire and Art Bell was coming back. It was a whole change, and then it was crazy. Sorry, behind the scenes. No, we're, no, we're trying to get we're being, There's Men in Black just showed up. Yeah. I it's know. It's true. Right? That's what I'm kind of worried about right now. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about because you never know. With a guy like that, he does have an army. It's kind of like the greatest thing. It's kind of what I want. Yeah. I want an army of weirdos that will do whatever I say. I th- well, do you not remember the last listener party? Oh, yeah. I can't get this re-hooked back up. Oh, okay. There you go. We'll set that Sorry, up. I would have been prepared. It's all good. Um, 
All right. Well, it is uh, it is about time to wrap the show, but I think we do have a special guest who just happens to be here <laughs> in studio right now. Complete, it's not Art Bell. Not, uh, not, it's not Art Bell. Coming to murder us. It's with not his. Art Bell. He has nothing to do with Art Bell with or his the conspiracy. Eighteen year old wife. Uh huh. But he does have something to do with a little band called Courage. Ladies and gentlemen, in town right now, Mr. Murky Bongwater from Courage, <laughs> aka Stone. Hey guys! Hi, hey, Stone. Stone. Hello. This was such an exciting surprise. It's so good to see you again. Yeah, it's great to see you as well. How are you liking the beautiful weather here in Portland? Oh, it's so perfect. I yes. know, so right? Nice. Yeah, it's gonna and be like eighty-five bit of today. Rain when we first got here, so we got the full, you know, full-on experience. Nice. So, yeah. Awesome. Stone is uh, visiting from Virginia. Mm-hmm. From How's the? What is weather in Virginia like? Uh, it, it is right on the border between southern weather and northern weather. So I don't know what that says. It's really humid. It's excessively humid and hot, and then the next day it is very chilly and mm. cold. I there, gotcha. Are there giant bugs there? There are huge bugs. Okay, I wouldn't do well. No, I, I would. Well, you do get well. the cicadas, right? Is that, or is that the wrong part of Virginia? Like the uh, every twelve years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we did have that. Yeah. Awesome. So you had like Bum- a horde of locusts, basically, or uh, cicadas, but... the size of your fist. Ew, gross. Yeah, they're gigantic. <laughs> Okay, oh. that's unnerving. I don't like that one bit. And you're also fist bees. <laughs> it sounds like it's like some Jurassic Park like type of area. If Jurassic Park were to be made today, it'd be in Virginia. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's safe a safe bet. Yeah. Well, and also you're the proud uh, proud proprietor of McKay's Used Books. Yeah, yep. that's me. Yes, sure. indeed. You should do the Greg do the voice. McKay's Used Books in Manassas, Virginia. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was good. So I put that on uh, on on the uh, the rock station out there. You uh, played it on pr- that? Oh yeah. Um, I even heard it too. I mean, it's a big uh, station. You know, a uh, few million listeners. Wow, uh, heard you. Uh, <laughs> and now a message from McKay Used Books. That's Everyone awesome. Was really torn between the two. They're like, I don't. Oh, this is so unprofessional. And then the the, the whole other half is like, this is the most amazing commercial <laughs> I've ever. I would go with amazing. <laughs> Were there people that they're like, oh, this is terrible. This is yeah, awful. Mo- mostly the radio staff, I think. Really? Yeah. You know, well, because they wanted their the, own people. Yeah, exactly. They're not paid to think. They're paid to play your commercial that you put on the air. Right, right. They, <laughs> so they really wanted a, a sterile, you know, doesn't offend anybody, <laughs> you know, commercial. And I, I think that it totally rocked it. Great. That is awesome. Oh, cool. All right, maybe we'll tag that on to the end of this episode. I'm pretty sure that we should. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to do that. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, Stone, I'm so glad to see you. I'm glad to see I just you. wanted to say that yeah. it's so good to see Stone. Yes. We don't get to see each other very often. I know we got to see you briefly and on uh, Sat- Saturday. Was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we well, have to come in on Monday break. and hang out. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and that you did. Indeed, he did. Stone Brooks, ladies and gentlemen, McKay used books. Hooray! Yay! <laughs> um, send us an email: funemploymentradio at gmail Give us a call: five zero three five seven five nine one two zero. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. There was there was a lot on this show. Yes. So thank you to all the pieces and people that made this happen. Mm-hmm. No, we that sounded like it. I said pieces of people. No, that maybe Well, we did too. talk about yeah. pieces of people, so yeah. that's all right. That makes sense. Yeah, it kind of works out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron, I suppose. do you have a – so you have a new show? Sure do. Oh, tell us Today, about it. Today, 5.30 on Drive Time of the Drive-In, I am playing nothing but James Bond theme songs. Oh. Awesome. So all like Golden, golden Eye and Goldfinger and Thunderball and – yeah, all Thunderball. Over- yeah, Tom Jones. It's the most over the top theme song of all time. Okay. I don't know if I real. I don't know if I know that one. Oh man, no. it is nuts. All right, well then I awesome. shall be listening to that. Yeah, it's pretty great. And then then seven accidental housewives. Nice. Which nice. Uh, I think today they started their food drive. Okay, cool. Oh, so yeah. at Guardian Games they've got um, 
one of the Oregon Food Bank um, barrels there. You can bring in food all week to donate to the food drive. Um, if you show up on Thursday, which is the beer and pizza night for 21 and over, you get 5% off your purchase for every item you bring in up to 20%. So if you bring in four usable items to the food bank, mm-hmm. you get 20% off any item in the store. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I just remembered I'm going to pause this really quick because I remembered something that we forgot. Yes, you are right. You're right. And I see him in there. Thank you for recalling that. You're welcome. All right. We do want to say, since uh, we did uh, not get to it on Friday, we do, of course, want to extend your birthday celebration all the way through tonight. For birthday rules, you'll get an extra day to celebrate. (laughs) I have consulted the rule book and we'll make an exception for today. So you can celebrate today. And that is for, in the chat, listener pick. Pick. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. There you go. Yay. All right. All right. Um, like we said, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. And thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you to Tim Riley, too. Mm-hmm. That, oh, that was great. That is an awesome So segment. awesome to hear his voice again. So much fun. All right. Um, this, will, and this will be the last time we reference you as this, but Portland's leading racist. Don't so, say no. that. No, I, All right. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was the last episode last okay. time. Last time. All right. Bell. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. <laughs> we will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Back up. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. And now, a message from McKay Used Books. Do you have used books, movies, CDs, or video games that you don't read, need, or use? Then McKay Used Books is the place for you. Awesome! At McKay Used Books, you can buy, sell, or trade used books, movies, CDs, and video games. Bring in your stuff to purchase other items with in-store credit that has no expiration date. Use your credit for one at a time purchases all at once or even give it away. There you go, Jim. McKay Used Books is located at Manaport Plaza, Manassas, Virginia. Manassas, Virginia. Call us at 703-361-9042. McKay Used Books.